This is Rock and Roll Grad School with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. The beat goes on. Hello, kitties. We are going to have a good time together. We are talking with Sons of Silver, who are not all sons. No, they are not. Which you could be forgiven, I think, for thinking. Nor are they silver. That's true. Two, they're 0 for 2 right now. Yeah, they're just like faking everybody out. But they uh, they have a new EP out. And I should note, there are some technical difficulties at the beginning of this. By which I mean, I forgot to press start. Yeah, which is... But I think, I think they are professionals. It is. But I think they were professionals and they rose above it. And We did not. We didn't. Oh, please. We just sank down further and further. Mm-hmm. But I think in spite of that fact, it's it's a lovely conversation. Yes. But two things to note of Friends of This Parish. Um, the new Leonard Cohen documentary, or it's more about Hallelujah than Leonard Cohen, per se, yes. um, is now on Netflix. Have you watched it? I yeah. haven't yet, but I need to. It's it's very, very nice. It It's going to take a miracle to ever reach the level of the... Uh, I was going to say... Leonard Cohen and Marianne documentary. I mean, that's exquisite but it's very very good and friend of the show sharon robinson is all over it because she worked with him for so long and it's really cool throughout the footage to see her in the years because she can't start it on in 78 on field commander cohen and then just it's very very interesting that's awesome and the other thing i saw uh i don't know you probably saw this elvis costello doing 10 nights in new york i did so he's doing 10 nights, no re- repeat songs. Each night he has a set list of 10 songs that he has told people he is playing. The other 10 are going to be surprises. So it's, it's considered a hundred plus. And on either th- sat Friday or Saturday night, mm-hmm. um, the second show. So that it wasn't, he did a couple Leonard, or he did a couple Burt Backrack songs the first night in tribute. Of course. But the second night, halfway through the set, puts down his guitar and goes, I'll be right back. And everyone's very confused. And then out walks a band to play with him and do sort of these Irish sounding kind of uh, arrangements of some of his songs, including uh, our friend Eleanor Whitmore. On what a do you know? Of instruments playing along That's with him. That's super so cool. I don't believe he has done the third show yet. So who knows if she will reappear, but. Yeah, but that's awesome. I would love to. I mean, I am not one to do the whole, like, let's go see fish 10 times in a row, but mm, yeah. this I might be able to buck it up yeah. for. Well, and the the band, you know, that he had with him, Tony Garnier from Bob Dylan's band is on bass, and then Eleanor standing around playing as well. Look Pretty at nice. us. We have very famous friends. We are just hobnobbing left and right. I know. Did you see the whole stuff with him and Olivia Rodrigo? That they're best friends now? They are best friends now. Yeah, it's perfect. They finally met. But I loved what he said when people were giving her crap about ripping off Pump It Up. Oh, yes. It was very similar to the Tom Petty, Mary Jane's Last Dance thing. Right. I mean, because he's Elvis Costello, he did it incredibly eloquently and perfectly. It was just like, it's how rock and roll works. That's what I did. (laughs) Like, I did the same thing. Like, this is how... You t- he said something about like you take the broken parts 
and make them better. It's like, that's yeah. what I did. So, so and it's sweet. interesting. Uh, the other night in the car, the youngest re- uh, requested that we play Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. And the elder feeling kind of snotty about it goes, this is just 12 bar blues. <laughs> of course. To which I said, well, he invented that. Right. But it's still <laughs> so- <laughs> great. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you got the order wrong. Living underground, what do you do? Do you make a sound? Uh huh. Uh huh. Treat it like a joke, cause you just get cool till you feel burned by the tightening rope. Oh no. No, no. Oh my god, surprise, come to realize something disturbed in those safe space cries. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Now I could be wrong, but the beat is strong. take you a long time i guess uh kevin you were saying is you've got uh kids that to kind of it definitely makes you structure your time differently and that's sort of like a little bit of well be creative now because someone's napping or we've got we got three hours before the the sitter leaves we gotta nail this does that how long does it take to kind of figure that out and work around that because that is not a easy uh I know from first, you know, firsthand experience how that that's not an easy proposition to to take on. It's not. I was kind of forced into it because I have a, a small studio at my house that I do a lot of recordings for other people out of. I'll cut guitars for people and mail them off. Um, so I kind of had to. It was at the house, you know, so I'd have to be like, okay, he's napping. That means I can knock out this block of acoustic guitars because nobody's gonna cry. And it's <laughs> <laughs> or whatever which is my favorite thing in the whole world to hear but at the same time i gotta work sometimes yeah i definitely had to adjust to that pretty quick actually the day this is kind of funny the day he was born um my phone rang and there was a guy who was like hey man we have a session i'm on your porch (laughs) oh wow yeah i was like uh... well i just had a baby (laughs) i didn't not not gonna make it there you go yeah (laughs) But if you want to come up to the hospital, we can jam for a little bit, you know. (laughs) Fine. The hall has a nice echo to it. Right? That's true. Yeah. (laughs) And my wife was asleep. So I jumped in a cab, went home, knocked the guitars out, and came back. Nobody even knew. Wow. (laughs) You just said it on the podcast. So now the whole world's going to (laughs) know. Yeah. It's, it's, it is an adjustment, but it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's all good. It's the it's the best thing. And it really does bring a lot of inspiration and, you know, and focus yeah. to what you're doing. I mean, in fact, I would say in some ways it, it really helps you, makes it easier to cut out the fat in your life because you're like, oh, pff, I'm not available. Yeah, you know, I gotta, yeah. Like, that's never, true. Oh, yeah, I get it. So they back off. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they can't be any more difficult than a lot of people in the business. So it's and plus they're like 10 times more adorable. So it's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like or so, you know. Yeah. So, oh, fair. so we so we have we have some time. Yeah, we got a few years. But it's definitely so, a different process with this new EP. Yeah. Yeah. And so writing this EP, was there something you're looking to do differently? Obviously, getting back to that live sound and that lived-in band feel. Was there something you were kind of after on this one as far as either a message or just a, a feel you're trying to wait, impart? With what, with what we're currently working on or with ordinary sex appeal? 
with ordinary sex appeal, the one that people can can hear now? Um, no, we you know, we were just that one really we had a couple songs that were left over. We had a batch of songs, I should say, that were left over from our, our first EP, um, Doomsday Noises from the year before mm-hmm. year and a half before. And um, and we we went into the studio to begin recording again uh, with, with, with new songs, as well as a couple old ones that ended up being ordinary sex. But we went into the studio in July of 2020. So so, you know, in one sense, it was an escape for us. We, we for the you know, few years before we had been uh We'd been on the road a lot, you know, 60, 70 shows a year around the U.S., a few shows in Europe, and um, and and we were suddenly shut down. And that's just those those days are just us as a band. You know, every, every, the guys in the band in particular have have other other projects that, that they're involved in. For instance, our our our, our bassist Adam is is uh, in, in the band Candlebox, and uh, so he would he was playing, you know, 100, 150 dates a year. So the shutdown um, just completely changed our lives as it did everyone's, but it also uh, changed our headspace. So, so um, we went into the studio just to free ourselves. And, and obviously, you know, being in the studio during that time with everything that was going on and the nature of our, our, our music anyway, um, the more the politics of the time sort of leaked into the lyrics. Um, so we didn't necessarily have a, a, a goal, a sound, other than we just want to get into the studio and, and continue to, to get familiar with each other and, and, our, and our sound. And, and that manifested itself in, you know, this sort of edgy, you know, classic-ish rock and roll type of thing. Um, and, we, and we ran with that. We, we, we caught that early on, but we didn't really have a, a, an agenda, so to speak. I think if that answers your question. I'm bad at answering questions. I feel like a politician sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we started playing. Yeah. You know, and then weeded out afterwards what we liked and didn't like from that. Yeah. And there was a lot of that, I think, because, you know, especially in the beginning of the lockdowns, people kind of kept to their small, very small communities. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very small community. It was just our, our crew that we would play maybe three or four days a week with and uh and it was really special because there wasn't a lot of noise because you know people weren't traveling we weren't like you're saying on the road mm-hmm. so it was just a really special creative uh moment where all of us um could enjoy connection and could enjoy creating and there wasn't the stress of like you're saying going on the road we just were in a really great creative place and also like you're saying I think the angst and the sort of fear and the confusion and the anger and the passion all of it that was going on at the same time was brought into the music yeah Mm -hmm. and then for ordinary sex appeal I'm assuming and I could be way off on this that after that EP that covers a lot of issues and talks about a lot of things and does it in a way that you know like you're saying it fits the times that suddenly quite literally the masks are off and you can kind of jump around and and uh have a good time was that what you're trying to do with ordinary sex appeal just loosen it up a little bit we were uh lyrically you're saying you know yeah with with the songs that the music i mean look i i write the lyrics uh but but a lot of the key lyrics in particular, I'm going to say, well, actually pretty much all of them come about while we're working up the music together. So there's a lot of give and take and, and, you know, 
the you know we'll all make suggestions everyone will make suggestions to me hey i like that line or maybe you can phrase it like this instead uh here's a you know wrap the lyrics around this way if you know instead of you know sort of change the syntax things like that but mm -hmm. but everyone's got the vibe in that they then put themselves their music that, that they play into the music in that in that direction um but for me i was kind of just poking at it having a little fun i i thought that uh everyone was was uh making it more pandemonium than pandemic and uh and i thought uh it was a good opportunity to be the person I am and, and sort of just do a little bit of this, you know, so for good or for bad, that's, that's kind of what was gone. I was sort of, sort of, it's my way of saying like, lighten up folks. I mean, we got to, mm -hmm. we're on, we're on, we're on the same boat here. We may have different opinions, but we're on the same boat. So let's keep it floating. It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> keep everyone rowing. Yeah. And yeah. What's the new stuff sounding like? You got what well, you guys, you guys, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it sounds like us. It I think might... I know why Peter does all the talking. No, Kevin, you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it still sounds like us, you know, just because of the nature of the way we've always done the music. Mm -hmm. It's kind of always just been the group of people sitting down and playing whatever. We don't normally talk about much. We'll just sit down and start playing until somebody does something that somebody's like, hey, hey that. And then we'll kind of build on that yeah it's like an evolution it's I wouldn't say it's more of the same it's an evolution of of what you've heard so I think uh like one of the things we're finding is we're the songs are asking for like uh more intense guitar tones for example um which mm -hmm. uh so I would I would say maybe like it's a little bit uh more intense rocking out kind it's, of not not rocking out but it's, like it's a little more rock it's i mean a little bit more rock all right more it's, it's it's a little more rock it's a little more aggressive in general and it's not this we know well we did set out to do it a little bit look i'll let the cat out of the bag here our, our drummer dave dave cruzen left the band uh it the it was just it was time uh he he was tired of being in a band in in a couple of different bands and he just wanted to stay at home and and you know, work, work at a, at a very leisurely pace. And, and that didn't work for us. Uh, we were left in a bit of a, a pickle because we were, you know, we had been accumulating song ideas over the past several months or the prior several months. Um, this, this all transpired over the summer. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I called uh, John Fields who mixed ordinary sex appeal, uh, producer uh mixing engineer incredible track record and, and i called him because he's familiar with our sound and also we we uh we all come from the same circle so he knows the type of people we like to hang out with uh and um and he knows you know a little bit of our history so he he recommended two drummers to us uh a guy to a guy named mark slutsky and another uh Isaac Carpenter and uh and he sent them both over and in the meantime we had a you know a couple of weeks there where we were really scratching our heads and trying to figure out how we were going to continue because Dave was such an integral part of of uh building the band and our sound as well yeah. as our good friend and uh and it was it was it wasn't sudden how he left but it would there was a certain uh, abruptness to it which you know left us a bit with our pants down so so in the meantime this couple of weeks while we're sorting out what we're going to do 
um, Kevin and I and, and well, the four of us got together in, in our studio here and threw on a drum machine and just started working up ideas. Uh, we were reviewing old ideas that we had accumulated over you know, the course of recording Ordinary Sex Appeal as well as uh, doomsday noises and we, we have a large stash and then i had come up with a, uh, several new ideas songs and 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 as as did kevin and, and we all and on that note we we while we all are capable and have done it many times separately of finishing these songs on our own we we uh we intentionally don't finish the songs on our own we like to finish them together uh and do mm. a lot of it writing together because that helps helps it really just sort of you know, uh, becomes our band sound simple. Yeah. As that. So anyway, so we call up these two drummers, uh, that, that, um, that the John feels recommends, they both come down and back to back days. And it was like one of the greatest musical moments I've ever had. And I can say maybe for these guys as well, because we love this band. We love what we're doing, but we know to fill Dave's shoes is tall order. a tall order, <laughs> yeah. nearly, an, nearly an impossible task. And both of them filled it and then some. And in the meantime, one of the things that I wanted to do with some of the tracks uh, with, with, I should say, with this next batch of recordings that we're doing was I wanted to, uh, I wanted things to be a little edgier. We'd even done some recording, you know, and, and right before Dave left, we'd recorded Dave as well as another drummer. And, and it was, we're going there to a certain edgy place that, that was, just still to me a little falling a little short so so we set out with that intention of rocking a little bit more and and i th I, I think we've we've achieved it and uh we're, we're well along the way to achieving it and um and and so you know but bringing in mark slutsky and and isaac carpenter and, and mark is has has turned out to be the, the more primary guy we're working with due to scheduling and just certain circumstances but but right. isaac you know is I, isaac's are are you know are, they're both are, great yeah the, the I mean, greatest people but it's it's yeah. really been a breath of fresh air fantastic drummers in in uh you know in, in uh, i should say incidentally one of the things they're both huge fans of dave cruz and they had studied his play uh, when they were young so they knew they knew stylistically what to bring to the table and it was very natural for them so it was, it was actually it was so seamless that in both cases, within a day or so, we were working on new songs, and it was like it wasn't like a new band. It know? wasn't a new band, but it was a, but it was a freshness and invigoration because, frankly, Dave had been tired for quite a while, and um, and we had been waiting and waiting, and uh, and it felt good to get that energy. So so the sound is just it's a little more updated. It's like any other any other person or any other you know uh, thing you're working on in life it, you, as you evolve it grows and we're still very much that early growing phase and and that's where we're at and yeah i mean it's a really long-winded way of saying it <laughs> like like you were saying uh because they were so familiar with dave's uh swing and just mm -hmm. the way that he he has a certain way that he listens to like what what's the guitar player doing oh i'll i'll go with that or what's the singer doing and he just had these cool moments and um uh we were we didn't miss that like that still was part of our sound where we had both drummers do that they listened we to didn't miss a beat. What everyone in the room does it's not just like okay i'm just going to do this drum groove or what i think this drum groove should be it's like okay well what is everyone in the room doing and how can i work with that and play with that and it and both of them are you know instead of like just straight up rock which we 
all kind of want to stay away from. It's it's got a like a quirkiness, a punkness to it, um, an indie-ness to it. So it's not. I think everyone's on the same page where it's not like we just want to straight up rock and roll. We want to have a little bit of um, something else in there, and uh, they do that. So it feels the same. It's just uh, their their personality because you know both of them are also really great about. Um, putting in their input as far as the writing. So, yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, they, they were really great about that. They, we, once we gave them, the, 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 once they understood the, the space they had, the freedom they had uh, to, to just give out their ideas, you know, without any, any you know, negative feedback, repercussions, just bad vibe, they they did happily in it and they were as involved as, as in the writing process as uh, as anyone else had ever been. So it was, it was yeah, it was great. So that's that. I know that wasn't something I was expected to discuss today, but. Uh, well, no, but I think it also, sorry, go ahead. I, no, go ahead. I was going to say, it sort of says something about the three of you as musicians, that the three of you have a sound and a connection that that new person can walk into the room and find that kind of or where they're supposed to be right. and that they can kind of see oh here's where i can fit and here's where i can move around um i can and you know i think you can hear that invigoration when you're talking about the stuff you're working on and that excitement do you have a plan for the record as far as finishing it up do you have a, a deadline or are you just doing it till you're happy with it and are you taking this out on the road because it seems like this stuff would be fun to to play live yeah that's the plan yeah that that's that's the plan we're, we're we don't have an official deadline uh but we have a very unofficial one that we need to get you know half the uh we we basically have 11 songs underway right now we've tracked the basics bass drums a lot of the guitars uh last month um you know we were we were supposed to originally we were going to deliver things you know october november but because of the the drummer change mm -hmm. um and things back so so our goal is to have half of them done, you know, uh, by the, or at least a few of them done by the end of this month, another few more early February and, and wrap this all up, you know, in March. And so that'll allow for, uh, well, we'll either, we'll either do, we don't know, it's, it's really not fully up to us whether or not we release uh, these uh, 10 or so songs as two uh, EPs, roughly five songs, or if it'll be one full length uh, release. Um, we, we'd like to do a full length release, but but it seems in today's world, uh, and a pair of EPs is more suitable. And then that will follow up with, you know, booking dates for uh, late spring, summer, um, nice. and, and really hitting the ground running. And that will not only include the songs working on, but more, more to include uh, songs from Ordinary Sex Appeal, Doomsday Noises and the likes of that. So we have, uh, you know, a lot in place right now, uh, but a lot of work to do to make it all happen. And uh, but getting on the road is it's paramount. I mean, <laughs> not just not just from uh, the business side of things, but also emotionally. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. we played a show with the Wolf because we've we've canceled a couple touring opportunities over the last year because of COVID and, and not they really bothered us to go out like that. But but because we had, we had friends and other acts who were just getting shut down. They, you know, someone they'd leave yeah. behind, you know, a bass player in, you know, in, right. in Nebraska and the band Always was off the bassist. The yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, our bassist isn't here today. He's off. He says he's off doing another gig, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You got to get a Hi, Floyd Mary. Yeah. Some sort of 
anklet on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but 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 yeah. But so we we canceled, but we're chomping at the. But we I was gonna say we played a show at the Wallflowers a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, that was nice. God, and we were we were apprehensive. So can we still play? Can we do this? Working with the with Mark Mark Slutsky, our our new drummer. Our first and time playing first with time playing with them and and he comes off the stage and his his wife was at the show with with their young daughter and he's like this is it man <laughs> and he's played the, if you if someone were to look up his credits who whom he's played with it's, <laughs> he's he's yeah. been on some amazing tours and he's like this is this is we got to get on the road this is amazing and which invigorated invigorated us even further yeah. you know so it's, it's a friendly awesome. reminder wonderful well, yes. I, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit to to go make music and not hang out with us. So oh, yeah. yeah, you guys thank are you. Poor. I know we, we, <laughs> we get that a lot. Are. Yeah. Appeal. The new EP from Sons of Silver is available right now wherever you get music. For more information to find out when they're heading on the road, check out their website, sonsofsilver.com. Production Company. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because your impassioned review is just as honest as us standing backstage waiting to come back on for the encore. For more information, you can check out our website, rockandrollgradschool.com. And like everyone else, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show is recorded and produced by Heidi Hankquist and myself from our world headquarters located on the second floor of the professional office building, centrally located downtown. Our reluctant executive producers are John Sauvay and Sandy Stone. Our willing executive producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Drive safe. May all your favorite bands stay together. The crucifix is time to fly.